0: Well, good morning, Dr. Hatfield, and welcome to day eight of our reading plan as we read through the book of James. In this time, I want to invite you to read, meditate, and pray over these passages as we trust God for a faith that works. James 2, verse 1 says, My brothers and sisters, do not show favoritism as you hold on to the faith in our glorious Lord Jesus Christ. For if someone comes into your meeting wearing a gold ring and dressed in fine clothes and a poor person dressed in filthy clothes also comes in. If you look with favor on the one wearing the fine clothes and say, sit here in a good place and yet you say to the poor person, stand over there or sit here on the floor by my footstool. Haven't you made distinctions among yourselves and become judges with evil thoughts? Listen, my dear brothers and sisters, Didn't God choose the poor in this world to be rich in faith and heirs of the kingdom that he has promised to those who love him? Yet you have dishonored the poor. Don't the rich oppress you and drag you into court? Don't they blaspheme the good name that was invoked over you? When your kids are young, you praise them for every small step, every little bite they take, and every toilet break they're able to pull off alone. Now, this is special and necessary, but just imagine if you still needed to praise your child for a toilet break at the age of 21, something has gone awry in their development. They are not maturing as they are supposed to be. The whole theme of this section in James is maturity in faith. Immature people simply talk about their faith, but mature people also live their faith. James wants to help us practice God's word, so he provides a simple little test. Two visitors pitch up to our church, one rich and one poor. The question, will they be treated differently? Now, why is this such a big deal? Because the way we behave toward others indicates what we really believe about God. In Matthew twenty-two thirty-seven, 37, Jesus says, Love God with all your heart, soul, and mind. And then he says, love your neighbor as yourself. Love from God and love for God will directly impact love for others. This gets real in verse 1 when James says that as we hold on to the faith, we are not to show favoritism. In other words, not treating people differently based on outward appearance. In James's Jewish culture, people strongly sought out Recognition and honor, and competed with one another for public praise and acknowledgement. It doesn't take an expert to make the connection to our day, where we live in a city that's almost driven by the outward scorecards of money, sex, and power. Our social media age has driven people of all ages to be enamored with their own faces and voices and opinions, and the media teaches us not to look past the outward, but to ask what else. Could they be of importance? In life, you get winners and you get losers. Well, Jesus was no stranger to this. The religious experts in his day judged him by their human standards and rejected him. He was from the wrong town. He was not a graduate of their prestigious schools. He had no wealth. He hung out with the sinners and the broken. And yet he was the very glory of God. So how then? Can we nurture such soft Christ-like hearts that treat all people equally in God's image? It's in this. We have to have our own hearts constantly melted by the unmerited favor that God displayed toward us in Jesus Christ. In verse 5, James zeroes in on this, saying that God is the one who chose us and he did not do so on the basis of merit. We know that money, skill, affluence, prestige, and accomplishments can easily blind those around us, making them think we're amazing. But if they truly knew the most honest thoughts of our hearts, they would probably run away in disgust. Well, amazingly, the Bible says God knew all of this about us and much more. Every single detail inside and out. He saw us in all of our brokenness and sin and he did not choose us and save us according to our outward appearance or performance or our track record. No, Romans 5, 8 says, God proves his own love for us in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. A God who chooses and loves us so lavishly, so unconditionally. And with such intensity in Christ can shape us day by day through his spirit to maturity. And we will start loving those around us without discrimination. So as you reflect and pray today, here's a question. In what way am I judging my life scorecard by the outward? And how does God want to come and lead me in a better, more mature way? Let's take this time in prayer and be honest and open And let's trust God for a faith that works. I'll see you tomorrow.